Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Good morning, friends. I'm excited about Ohala. When Ophelia and I came up with the idea of the title of the series back in November, we were pretty excited about finding a word that had such a deep meaning, but was also connected to our identity at Hope Gateway, yet simple enough to hold on to. We both have experience in the Spanish language, so this word came from old knowledge, things we learned years ago. Um, Just as a qualifier, high school was quite a bit longer ago for me than it was for Ophelia. For me, our theme is also deeply connected with my experience of my Muslim friends and their practice of following most every statement about plans we are making together or plans they are making for themselves with the word inshallah, which is historically connected to the word ohala. So let me tell you how they are connected in case you missed this part in world history. There was an 1800 year period around the 14th century when Muslims from North Africa and the Middle East ruled Spain. And some of that time, part of that time, Muslims, Jews, and Christians lived in relative harmony and cooperation. It was the golden age of Islam. And Islamic Spain became a beacon of knowledge and progress. And architecture from that time are still some of the must-see places in southern Spain. Pretty impressive, detailed work. Gorgeous. In 1492, you may have heard of that year. In 1492, the Catholic king Ferdinand and Queen Isabella were successful in taking over the final Muslim stronghold of Granada, Spain. They soon married a series of edicts that sought to criminalize the practice of Islam, force conversions of Muslims and Jews to Christianity, and expel the Jews and Muslim populations completely from Spain. This was also the same year when Columbus and his Spanish ships left for what would eventually be called the Americas. And this era of colonialism began. When the Muslim rule in Spain was at its height, Arabic was the official language in many parts of Spain. Being bilingual, Arabic and Spanish, was normal. Currently, in the Spanish language, there are more than 6,000 words of Arabic origin. The most famous Spanish expression in Spain, ole, comes from the Arabic word wala, which means by God. And the one you've been waiting for, ojala, which means I wish, 
I hope or hopefully derived from inshallah, which means God willing, or if God has willed it. Both ohala and inshallah are used before or after a statement, like I will see you tomorrow, inshallah, or someday this pandemic will end, ohala. It's a way of emphasizing that we really don't know what we can hope. We are holding on to the, we aren't holding on to the future because we know we can't control it. So when we say okala, we are saying, I have a desire, but I know everything is tentative. Not in a defeatist sense, but in a trusting frame. All shall be well, okala, inshallah. Now I'd like to tell you another story of cross-cultural relationship and transformation. It's a story of foreigners and kings, of babies and gifts. It comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew in the second chapter. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in the, in the province of Judea. At the time when King Herod reigned, not long after Jesus was born, magi, wise men, or seers from the east made their way from the east to Jerusalem. These wise men made inquiries. Where is this newborn who is the king of the Jews? When we were far away in the east, we saw his star, and we have followed its glisten and gleam all this way to worship him. King Herod began to hear rumors of the wise men's quest, and he and all of his followers in Jerusalem were worried. So Herod called the, all of the leading Jewish teachers, the chief priests and head scribes, and he asked them where Hebrew tradition claimed the long-awaited anointed one would be born. And they answered, in the ancient Hebrew prophet Micah said this, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are no poor relation. For from you, your people will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Herod called the wise men to him. Um, Herod called the wise men to him, demanding to know exactly the exact time the special star had appeared to them. Then Herod sent them to Bethlehem. Go to Bethlehem and search high and low for this savior child. As soon as you know where he is, report it to me so that I may go and worship him. The wise men left Herod's chamber and went on their way. The star they had first seen in the east reappeared, a miracle that of course overjoyed and enraptured the wise men. The star led them to the house where Jesus lay. And as soon as the wise men arrived, they saw him with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They unpacked their satchels and they gave Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then just as Joseph did a few months before, the wise men had a dream warning them not to go back to Herod. The wise men heeded the dream, ignoring Herod's instructions. 
they returned to their homes in the east by a different route. In this season of stewardship, I see the gifts that the sages, the gifters, the seers brought to Jesus in a different light. They were pretty impractical gifts for a baby who was soon going to be on the run for his life to a foreign country. Okay, maybe the gold made sense, but the spices and the embalmment, embalming ointment, but maybe it was less about what Jesus needed and more about these magi giving the best gifts they could. I don't think God needs our perfect. God knows we are far from perfect. But when we are thoughtful and intentional in contemplating what we have to offer, we are giving the best of ourselves. Over these next four weeks, we are going to be focusing on our personal stewardship and particularly how it relates to our individual gifts to Hope Gateway, both financial and time and talents. Stay tuned for the survey coming out soon. What we hope is that when we each bring our best, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We come together as community and our shared efforts can create something amazing and ohala we can align our efforts with what god is already doing among and beyond us to transform our community and our world in closing i'd like to share this poem and awkward lessons from epiphany by Marin tarabasi People from far away bring the greatest gifts, not family, born or chosen, but strangers. Watch for them. Stars that guide people to God are probably not what church folk expect. After all, astrologers could be AA, yoga, Facebook, Zoloft. Stars are usually visible in someone's deepest night. If it's someone you love, remember that. At one time or another, we ask directions from the wrong people and get to the Messiah anyway. The not very useful gifts we bring to God are not what God needs, but what we need to give away. After meeting God, we have to go home another way. Both things. It is a very different journey, and yet we end up home. Ojalá. Inshallah, may it be so. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. 
To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.